25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to our Yom Yerushalayim Jerusalem Day special at JM in the AM. Oh, 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 oh. 
Jerusalem, 
See my 
step into a shoe, you almost can hear the words of the sages speaking the wisdom of us in this world can you find a wall whenever you touch it it touches you reach for its stones they're moist with the tears of our hopes and our dreams that we know will soon come true Yerushalayim the place to live Yerushalayim Harim Sabi Yerushalayim Mishel Shalom Yerushalayim
Yerushalayim, that's what we're celebrating today. It's Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day 5774. The Six-Day War took place 47 years ago, believe it or not. And for those of you not very familiar with modern Jewish history, or for those of you who are so young, you may not have had the, uh, it may not have had the same impact that it had on our generation let me tell you, you should look into it. Look into what happened 47 years ago. Why it's called the Six-Day War. And why we consider this the day of the anniversary of the reunification of Jerusalem. All of us, no matter what age we are, no matter what our background is, if we spend any amount of time in the holy city of Jerusalem and enjoy it and gain from it and are inspired by it, let us keep in mind how great a day today is, Jerusalem Day. It should be a national holiday in Israel. It should be an international Jewish holiday. I was reading an article about uh, a Knesset member trying to convince everybody that it should be a national holiday in Israel. Well, yes, Jerusalem Day should be an international holiday for everybody around the world. I might even be able to argue for non-Jews as well. But let's start with the Jewish people and get them to appreciate, all of us rather, to appreciate the city of Jerusalem. That was Journeys before that Homeward Bound, which is the um, the theme of our uh, special program that Yigal Siegel hosts from Israel. Uh, last night he presented uh, what we discussed yesterday morning, an amazing conversation with our Menachem Cohen, who was standing next to Rav Gorin, and all those photos, some of those photos that you'll see today if you have our Nachum Siegel Network app. I will explain that in a moment. Uh, Homeward Bound uh, from Variations 3. Jerusalem done by Safam, Lach Yerushalayim, and Ma'al Piskat Harat Sofim from an older Yehoram Gaon. We did that off of his most recent Jerusalem offering. The Kingdom of Marches. I wanted to start off with a little tribute to the Israeli Defense Forces and recognize the conduit that they were and continue to be for the miraculous uh, actions of the one above. And Regesh, of course, Moda'ani opening things up. We say welcome to Yom Yerushalayim here at JM in the AM. It's the 28th of May, the 28th of ER, and day 43 in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number 43 in the counting of the Omer. Those of you who have not yet installed the Nahum Siegel Network app, I speak to those of you with an iPhone or Android. If you haven't yet installed the Nahum Siegel Network app, if you go to your app store, um iPhone, Google Play, whatever the case may be, uh, you should immediately install the Nahum Siegel Network app. Right now you'll see a beautiful photo of Jerusalem, an absolutely beautiful photo of Jerusalem in the sunshine on the um, on the app as you listen in in audio fashion and look in in visual fashion. Later on, there'll be more images popping up throughout the morning of the holy city of Jerusalem. And as we get into our discussion about the Incredible miracle, the centerpiece of this day that occurred on Harabai at the Temple Mount and near the Kotala Maravi. Uh, you'll see even more photos. And I want to thank Mayor Weingarten, who worked very hard to get those pictures into our system. And again, anybody out there who is um, who has a smartphone should take advantage right now and install the brand-new Nahum Single Network app. This is like 
no other app you've ever seen in the world of Jewish radio that I could tell you. And we are celebrating officially the release today of this brand new app. Some of you may have been enjoying it already during our soft launch over the last couple of days. Uh, but right now I want you to go to the, um, go to the app on your phone, listen into the show and see the images that will be uh, popping up throughout the program. A unique feature of this uh, NSN brand new app. JM in the AM Wednesday with 61 degrees, morning showers and a high temperature of 63, then clouds tonight, low 51, tomorrow partly cloudy, a high temperature 68. What is the temperature in the holy city of Jerusalem on this Jerusalem day? It's 82 degrees. We're at 61 right now. As we say good morning at JM in the AM, we have an amazing, amazing week building up to the big parade show on Sunday on Fifth Avenue as we celebrate Israel this coming Sunday up Fifth Avenue. So make sure to, oh, there it is, a new image of Jerusalem just popped up. I'm just looking at the app on my iPhone, and a brand-new image of Jerusalem uh, popped up, and that will be happening all through the morning if you go to the Nahum Siegel Network app on your phone. Um, so we have an amazing week building up to this incredible parade show coming up on Sunday. We'll be on Fifth Avenue between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, the parade is going to go from 11 until 4, and uh, we're getting ready to celebrate Israel with everybody. Make sure you stop by and say hi if you have a T-shirt, you're eligible to get one of our T-shirts. <laughs> That's how it works. We're going to be trading T-shirts up Fifth Avenue. So if you see us, offer us a free T-shirt. You may get one of ours. That's how it works. <laughs> That's one way. That's one way of filtering through all the thousands of people that ask for shirts. You tell them you want a gift, and then they may get a gift. <laughs> uh, so that's what's going to be happening. One of the things that's going to be happening on Fifth Avenue this coming uh, Sunday as we get set for the Celebrate Israel Parade. Mayor Weingarten is going to be joining us Jerusalem Day here in Jersey City, New Jersey. If you're not in Jerusalem, this is the next best way to celebrate. As we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Mazel tov, or I should say, Chag Sameach, rather. Say both of them. Chag Sameach from JM and the AM.
my shelter from the storm. I am your guiding light. You are a book whose leaves are torn. I am the page you write. You are the branches of a tree. I am a clinging vine. I am your prayer, Jerusalem. Jerusalem is mine. I have come home Jerusalem Jerusalem is Still choose a life in the strong 
p.m. in the a.m. Oh, yes, we are celebrating Jerusalem on this Jerusalem Day at J.M. in the a.m. And Mayor Weingarten just reminded me it's not just the iPhone. You could put the uh, brand-new app on your iPad, on your iPod. And if you do watch or see the still pictures on the iPad, they're even larger and more beautiful than on the iPhone. Make sure to search now for the Nahum Siegel Network app. As we celebrate the release of a brand new app, and one of the ways we're doing so is by uh, posting, and Mayor Weingarten did this, and I thank him, all these great pictures of Jerusalem all morning long during our Jerusalem Day special. So right now, the app is sitting in front of me on this iPhone, and uh, the volume is off, frankly. I'm allowed to do that. No one else is allowed to do that. But the pictures are right there, right there for me to look at and enjoy, and everybody out there should do the same thing. But uh, You heard uh, Menachem Herman with the Sweet Home Jerusalem. You heard the uh, Ben Seal Lehrer selection entitled Jerusalem. Jerusalem is mine from Kenny Karen. Sisu et Yerushalayim from the Darom, Do- Darom Duo. Hakotel from the Jerusalem All-Star album. Yerushalayim from Journeys. Lots of Jerusalem songs, ironically enough, on this Yom Yerushalayim. Boker Tov and Chag Sameach to Mayor Weingarten, who is in our studio. I thank you for joining us yet again on Yom Yerushalayim. Thank you very much for having me. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling the uh, the energy of the holy city of Jerusalem? Not thousand? as much as if I would be there. Oh, so are you blaming me? Did you come back from Jerusalem no, just because no, of me? No, I'm not blaming you at all. <laughs> I'm blaming myself. We could have started. I this, only have myself to blame. We could have started this great controversy right now. Okay. You accusing me of taking you out of the holy city? No, but I think really we have to take personal responsibility for our actions. What? We could go to Yushalayim. For 2,000 years, we keep saying to God, we want to go to Yushalayim. And now we can go, and we're sitting around. Hmm. God said, here. Here are the keys. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'm here. So am I. Yeah. Well, this was a great special in celebration until a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> well, you asked me if I'm feeling the mood, I know, I so uh, it's hard to feel the mood. But we're going to do the best we can under the circumstances. Did you hear any of Prime Minister Netanyahu's speech at Merkaz Harav? No, I, I have not yet heard it. I barely know Hebrew, and I was inspired. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Did he speak in English? No, he spoke in, he spoke in Hebrew. <laughs> but I am telling you, the, the, you know... There are different types of leaders. We've had different types of leaders in the state of Israel over the last 40, uh, excuse me, over the last uh, 65 years. 66 already? I believe so. 66 years, right. And certainly leaders who had different attitudes toward Jerusalem. Right. Prime Minister Netanyahu seems to have a really good, positive attitude toward Jerusalem. Yes. And that's nice. It's nice to see the leader of uh, of the government of Israel speak the way he does. Some great quotes, which I hope to get to at some point. And, you know, you, you speak about Merkaz Arav. Right. It's amazing uh, to see how both on Yom Atzimut and on Yom Yerushalayim, Merkaz Arav is, is, excuse the pun, the center right. of it all. And because they believe in the religious value, the religious nature of the state, that the state of Israel has some sort of a kiddushah, a holiness to it intrinsically. And so we celebrate these days. And in fact, later today, hopefully we will have the time, Hmm. um, we'll look back to 1967 Yom Ha'atzma'ut and a 
shiur given right by, before the reunification. Correct. Three three weeks before shiur given by Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook, the son of Harav Avram Yitzchak Cohen Cook. Right. A speech that he gave, famous speech, and and what he said three weeks before Yom Yerushalayim on the celebration of Yom Atzmon. Fascinating stuff. The Jerusalem Post writes, Netanyahu said that the yeshiva's Rabbi Abraham Isaac Cook was a great Zionist who understood the religious and political significance of Jerusalem to the Jewish people. Quote, Rabbi Cook believed that Zionism cannot be disconnected from Judaism. He believed that nationalism alone, without a connection to the eternal wells of Judaism, would not allow for the justification of Israel's existence or foster the unity needed for its existence. Without spirit, there is no material. Without Torah, there is no salt, Netanyahu said. He added that this is the essence of the connection of the earthly and heavenly Jerusalem. So there you go. Very nice. As Prime Minister, he said he worked to build and develop Jerusalem on earth. All right. He has a lot to be proud of. Okay. We may not agree with everything he does or yeah. says, but he's yeah. a lot to be proud yeah. of, no question about it. Minute before 7 o'clock, news from Israel coming up on this Yom Yerushalayim. Don't forget the brand new Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available now for your iPad, your iPod, your iPhone, for the Android, the Google Play, and all that stuff. Uh, search for it and get it. Not only can you hear the show around the world today and, of course, everything that goes on on our stream all through the day, but today, or right now, I should say, you'll see we actually have a visual portion of the app where you'll automatically see some of the photos that Mayor Weingarten has uploaded uh, onto the uh, app for us this morning. And short videos, by the way. Oh, right. There, there's some very, you know, very short, but... Okay. Which will play automatically when someone goes... Play it automatically, just like the the stills, and also there'll be some sli- short slideshows. How do people do this? It's unbelievable. It was pen and paper 47 years ago, wasn't it, Mayor? <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now we've got apps and videos automatically going on people's phones. Oh, I mean, on this thing, it was pen and paper two years ago. There were no, there were no, <laughs> there were no personal phones back then. There were no phones. People in Yerushalayim <laughs> before 67, there was such a backwater, unfortunately. It was, it was so, so bad. It was so poverty-stricken. It, it, it was so underdeveloped. People, literally, most people didn't have telephones. Unbelievable. Now, I don't mean a cell phone. Telephones. <laughs> right, a, a phone to place a, a, landline. To place a call once in a while. <laughs> right. Uh, it's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Yom Yerushalayim should be a national holiday in Israel. I saw there was a debate about that. It I, I think so. A nas- it should be an international holiday for all Jews, frankly. Right. I heard you say that. Yes. And, and no question, I think, for, for everybody. Because it's the day that now every religious person has the right to worship as they see in Yerushalayim and right. in their holy places, which wasn't true until, until that point through, for, for, for 1800 years, if not more. The photo on my brand new Nahum Single Network app has just changed. Okay, uh, I don't see the new one yet. Yeah, the new one is about to come. There it is. There it is. It, see that? It came in on yours, didn't come in on mine. Oh, now I got a nice slideshow going. Look at that! We got great oh. pictures. You gotta go to the app, everybody. We got great pictures of Jerusalem just flying through the cover of the app. Look at this. Just keeps going, baby. Ooh, is that yeah, great? nice. That is nice. Why is it not happening online? I don't know. You, you really gotta get a good phone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't blame the app at this point. Well, there's some cool, with definitely cool pictures, uh, different, and, and they're themed. By the way, live and in person, I want to wish you a Mazal Tov. Mazal Tov. Most significant event in the uh, modern history of the Jewish people. Maccabi Tel Aviv. Congratulations. They won the EuroLeague final. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for Yom Yerushalayim is next. Chag Sameach.
גלי צה"ל, השעה שתיים. כנהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. יושב ראש חברת נמלי ישראל, רם בלינקוב, מגיב לראשונה לפרשת השחיתות בנמל אשדוד ואומר שרק תחרות תמנע תופעות כאלה. הוא דיבר בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים. מי שיפנה את הנמלים החדשים זה חברות רציניות, ומי שיפעיל אחר כך זה חברות רציניות, ויכול להיות שיהיו גורמים חדשים. והתשובה, ומה שיאפשר לאזרחי המדינה ליהנות ממחירים יותר נוחים, מרמת תשובות יותר גבוהה, מזה שאוניות לא תעמודנה ותמתנה ימים רבים בנמל, זה רק יוותרו תחרות. ובסוף היא גם תעשה את הנמלים הקיימים יותר חזקים וטובים. נמשכת המתיחות בירושלים, שוב אלימות סמוך לעיר העתיקה. כתבנו יותם ברגר. שני צעירים יהודים הותקפו על ידי שני ערבים בעיר העתיקה בירושלים ולא נזקקו לטיפול רפואי, התוקפים נעצרו. במקביל הותקף צעיר ערבי על ידי קבוצת יהודים ונפצע קל, המשטרה מחפשת אחר התוקפים. מוקדם יותר היום הותקפה קבוצת יהודים בשער השכם של העיר העתיקה על ידי ערבי באמצעות גז מדמיע, התוקף נעצר. בבוקר השליחו רעולי פנים אבנים אל עבר מבקרים יהודים באזור הר הבית ונמלטו לתוך המסגד, ההר נסגר למבקרים שאינם מוסלמים. ירושלים לא תחולק, כך אומר ראש הממשלה נתניהו בישיבה מיוחדת של מליאת הכנסת לציון יום ירושלים. זאת ירושלים היום, גם תלפיות, גם בית הכרם, גם קריית היובל וגם מאה שערים, אבל גם גילו וגם רמות בירושלים זה הר ציון. בירושלים זה הר המוריה. לפני 47 שנה חוברה לה ירושלים יחדיו, ולעולם לא תחולק עוד. יושב ראש האופוזיציה יצחק בוז'י הרצוג אמר בדיון שמדיניות נתניהו פוגעת בירושלים. הגענו למצב שהעולם עושה דין שווה בין שכונות יהודיות בירושלים לאחרונת ההתנחלויות. לצערי היום דין רמות. רמות אלון כדין יצהר. לצערי זאת תוצאה של מדיניות כושלת של ממשלה הטומנת ראשה בחול. ההתעלמות מהמצב העדין שנוצר בירושלים עלולה להביא אותנו חלילה לפגיעה בשלמותה של העיר. הרב הצבאי הראשי לשעבר מרדכי פירון, שהלך היום לעולמו, יובא למנוחות בשעה הקרובה. כתבנו יאיר שרקי. פירון היה הרב הצבאי הראשי בתקופת מלחמת יום הכיפורים והיה חבר בבית הדין שהתיר את עגונות המלחמה יחד עם הרב עובדיה יוסף. פירון לחם בהגנה, היה אלוף בצה"ל ושימש בתפקידים שונים. לאחר מכן כיהן במשך 13 שנים כרבה של ציריך בשוויץ. הבוקר הוא הלך לעולמו אחרי מאבק במחלה קשה והוא בן 93. הלווייתו תצא בעוד כחצי שעה בהר המנוחות בירושלים. המורה ענת שניידר, שהתמודדה נגד רן ארז בבחירות לראשות ארגון המורים והפסידה, פוטרה מתפקידה כיושבת ראש סניף השרון בארגון. בריאיון לדניאל זילברשטיין בגלי צה"ל, היא תקפה בחריפות את ארז. אנחנו רואים עכשיו את כל מה שקורה, אנחנו שומעים על ההתנהלות המשחטת לכאורה בנמל אשדוד, שוחד, הפרת אמונים, סחיטה באיומים. אנחנו רואים גם את הארגון המקביל, את הסתדרות המורים. את רואה ברן ארז אלון חסן של מערכת החינוך? כן. יש כאן, מדובר בשלטון של איש אחד. שבעה פעילי ארגון גרינפיס עוכבו לחקירה לאחר שתלו שלט על בניין עיריית תל אביב נגד השימוש שעושה העירייה בעץ איפאה מיערות הגשם. עלינו למעלה וטיפסנו למטה בעצם, הטיפוס היה ירידה למטה. קשה מאוד, גם הייתה רוח קשה, אבל זו מטרה מאוד מאוד חשובה. התחזית, מחר הטמפרטורות ירדו והלחות תעלה. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
JM in the AM. It's Yomi Yerushalayim. We say Chag Sameach to everybody. Anything from our newscast that you'd like to point out to uh, everybody? Unfortunately, or? there was some violence against Jews around the old city. The Arabs are getting very uh, chutzpahdik is the word, I think, that we would use. And uh, there were riots again on Har Habayit. And uh, the Israeli police uh, capitulated and closed the uh, the Temple Mount um, for Jews. Jews were not allowed uh, to go up to the Temple Mount on Yom Yerushalayim. The, the day that we days. that we celebrate the words Har Habayit Biadenu, we show that it is not true. Of all days. And by the way, there was a story. I don't know if you saw this in the Jerusalem Post uh, on Monday. That new research shows that the chief rabbis in 1967, Rav Unterman and Rav Nisim, both called for Israel to control the Temple Mount. They they did not agree that people should go up to the Temple Mount, but they strongly called for the supervision of the Temple Mount to be in the hands of uh, the state of Israel and, in fact, the rabbinate. And this is a quote, if supervision of the Temple Mount will be in the hands of the Muslims, it will mean it belongs to them again. And that's prophetic, because that's what we see today. Well, of course. And kolakavod to those who are trying to change that around, as difficult as it is. Yes, it, and it gets more and more difficult because, uh, you know, the closer we get to it, the, the, the more brazen the Arabs become. And um, it's it's a um, it's a powder keg, no question about it. Yom Yerushalayim. Today is a day to celebrate. Thank God, we're building up an amazing week all the way to the Celebrate Israel Parade this coming Sunday. I hope everybody will be on Fifth Avenue. It's day forty-three in the counting of the Omer. That's forty-three. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Somebody sent me this new song about Jerusalem. You ready to listen to it? I am very much so. Chag Sameach to all on this Yom Yerushalayim. Special greetings to those of the Mizrahi, Apollo Mizrahi, who've just concluded their Yom Yerushalayim Tfilah Chagigit. Like a dream, these photographic eyes lead me out to a higher world. In the tears of innocence.
A gentleman named Ben Ami with a uh, CD, or I should say a single, uh, called Jerusalem. I want to thank Executive Assistant Avrami for bringing that song to our attention. Happy Yom Yerushalayim, everybody. Mayor Weingarten just reminded me that I was not even here last Yom Yerushalayim. I was not in studio to celebrate with everybody last year. So I got a lot to make up. I got a couple of years' worth to make up, Mayor. Yep. Um, You're doing very well, by the way. So you literally were here alone last year during the Yom Yerushalayim special. Did you take phone calls or not? No. Never took a phone call. So it was no. Mamish, you were the only are voice. Even, are you kidding? You and Rav Gorin were the only voices heard. <laughs> and Matagor. You, Rav Gorin, and Matagor were the only voices. And voice. the guy from Galitza. And the guy from Galitza were the only voices His heard. name is Yossi Ronen. Wow. Is he still around? He's still around. I recently, I actually have here, uh, I have it on my computer, an interview in Hebrew, obviously, with him. Wow. Years later. Did you hear about the interview that Yigal Siegel conducted? I heard about it. it you I, gotta I hear can't it. wait to hear oh, it. Oh, it's unbelievable. I can't wait to hear it. I, I have um, a, somewhere on my uh, hard drive a um, lecture that he gave. <gasps> cool. Uh, but it was a number of years ago. Right. But uh, Menachem Akon went on to, uh, he was a member of Knesset for many, many years, um, the Labor Party. He was, right. he was the rabbi of the Labor Party. Did you hear what? I, I don't know if you saw what I posted yesterday somewhere. I think it was on Facebook. There's a photo of him standing next to Rav Gorin. There are a lot of photos. In all of him. the photos, right. he's standing next to Rav And in one of them, you clearly see that he's holding like three or four chauffeurs. <laughs> so I said, I guess he was the guy in charge of the backup chauffeurs. <laughs> because That's Rav right. Gorin is blowing the chauffeur, and he's holding like That's three right. of them. That's right. Well, the You sh- know, there's someone in our audience who okay. claims that it was their mother's chauffeur that was brought to the hotel that morning. So the story that Rav Gorin tells, and, and one, one of the years, uh, previous years, we played an interview with Rav Gorin, pieces of it, and uh, Rav Gorin tells that the story that um, the night before he knew already that this was going to happen, right. although they were not ready for it. I mean, literally, it was just the night before. And his father-in-law, 
was the famous Nazir of Yerushalayim, David right. HaKohen, the father of Harav Shar Yeshuv HaKohen, that many people know, the chief rabbi of Haifa. The Nazir, he was a Nazir. He didn't cut his hair. He was a, a, a Talmud Muvhak of Rav Kook, the father. Right. And um, he made a neder in 1947 that he would not leave his house until he would be able to go back to Davin at Dakota. And so the night before, his son-in-law, Rav Gorin, the chief chaplain, general in the army of the state of Israel, comes over and he says, get ready for tomorrow. And because Rav Gorin had come from the Sinai, where the initial battle was, he didn't have the things that he needed, and he asks the Nazir for his shofar. And according to Rav Gorin, it was the Nazir shofar that he blew mm, at Dakota. Interesting. And shortly after... The Harabite is liberated. Rav Gorin tells one of the soldiers who has an armored car, go and pick up the Nazir from his house, Bait Vagan, which right. is far, and bring, and the battle is raging, by the way. The bullets are flying, <laughs> and there's, the soldiers are still, there's still parts of Yerushalayim that haven't been liberated, and he says, go and pick up the Nazir and bring him here. And this person goes in an armored car and they put a helmet on the Nazir and his hair is like all, you know, flying in the wind. And the Nazir says to him, can we make a stop along the way? Make a stop along the way? He says, yes, we must pick up her Tzvi Yehuda HaKohen Cook. And the two elder, there's going to be a picture later on on the app where you'll see the two of them at the Kotel just several hours after the liberation. And these two elderly Rabbanim who were the, they were the mentors of many of the soldiers that were there. They come in this armored vehicle up through Shar HaArayot, and the soldiers are still coming up, and Hanan Porat, Zichron Olevracha, tells how he as a soldier is making his way up, and he turns around, and he thinks he's seeing Mashiach. He sees his two Rebbe's, in the command car with helmets on their heads coming into Yerushalayim. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. JM in the AM is Yom Yerushalayim right now. Anybody who goes to the Nahum Segal Network app, the brand new one that we are celebrating on your iPhone or any of the Apple devices or on your Android, whatever the case may be, there's a video playing. You have it on your iPad. I have it on yes. my iPhone. There's a video playing right now. What are people watching uh, it looks like a scene from it is from scene. 47 years ago today. From 47 years ago tomorrow. Tomorrow. I, I must admit. Okay. But it was such a great little clip that I had to put it in. It's from Yom Hebron, not ah. from Yom Yerushalayim. And Nachum, you'll notice towards the see. end of the clip, Marat Hamach Bilad. You can see that that's the entrance to the Marah, right? Uh, there it is. Okay. What is happening here is that when they came to Hebron, and Rav Gorin came to Hebron alone before the army got there, and the Hebron Arabs just ran away. They all put up white flags and, and surrendered. Right. And Rav Goran single-handedly liberated Hebron. Right. And they didn't have a flag to hoist over Marat HaMachpelah. And what you're seeing here is a soldier, at the beginning of the video, a soldier is getting some grease from under his tank and took a piece of cardboard and you see, that's it. He's taking the grease and he's, he's literally drawing the flag with the grease and then they put it on a stick and they're climbed on the roof of their car and are hoisting it over Marat HaMachpelah. Now you see the, the, I see it. the flag over Marat HaMachpelah. That is the first flag that was the Jewish flag over Marat HaMachpelah after its liberation for the first time in 
2,000 years. If you go to the uh, Nahum Siegel Network app, the brand new one, that's the video that's playing automatically. Uh, an amazing story. 19 minutes after 7, Yom Yushalayim, we say Chag Sameach, everybody.
Day 43 in the counting of the Omer equals Yom Yerushalayim on this 28th of ER. We're celebrating around the world Jerusalem Day. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Brand new Nachum Siegel Network app is out. If you don't have the update yet or if you haven't installed the app at all, make sure to do so now. NSN, Nachum Siegel Network, on your Android or on your uh, Apple uh, smart device. Uh, once you install it, you'll see how we actually have a video, a, uh, a bunch of videos and photos that are going to be on that app that you'll be able to see throughout the entire morning as we broadcast here and celebrate at JM and the AM. Mayor Weingarten is here, of course. And we are celebrating on this Yom Yerushalayim, and um, I mentioned earlier how the Prime Minister was uh, very inspiring with his words about Jerusalem. Let us all take on that role today and spread the amazing word about Jerusalem and how incredible it is, not just to visit, not just to vacation, but uh, how amazing it is in terms of the tradition of our Jewish people, how important it is in our history. Let us never lose sight of the fact that it is so vital, so critical. So important. There are a lot of people in this audience, I would bet the majority of this audience, who don't remember a day when Jerusalem was not unified. Youngsters listening right now, I guess anybody, I don't know, under the age of 50 probably doesn't remember a day when Jerusalem was not a unified city. Hard for people like us to believe. Uh, although, frankly, I don't, I don't remember it either. <laughs> but but t- let's take the time today to try to explain to the younger generations or the other generations just how just how incredible Jerusalem is and what life was like before the city of Jerusalem was unified. It was a lot different than today, that's for sure. And before there was a state of Israel, things and conditions for Jews around the world were a lot different. Have you noticed? It's just amazing to me, and I've pointed this out a couple of times already on the air, but I keep being amazed by it. I'm watching a national newscast, I think it was Sunday night, and again, the, the, the terrible tragedy of the Christian girls who were kidnapped. Right. And... <laughs> and again, they say the United States, with help from England and Israel, are you know right. pursuing. I'm like, my God, Israel is in the is at the forefront. And by the way, I'm sure the U.S. is leading the effort. You know, call a vote to the United States. Who could say anything? You know, who who you can't say enough about America and their role in trying to help people in need. But it's but the consultation that Israel must be giving in a situation like this is priceless. The intelligence on the ground. And the understanding of these groups, of these radical Islamic groups, there's, there's no one better. And, and every intelligence agency in the world knows this. I mean, the most, if, if you look at, at television and at Hollywood and you see whenever they want to highlight, <laughs> right, the best, so what do they have? A Mossad agent. Right. It's it's like not a big deal anymore that on every television show, any spy show, the the lead person that knows everything that shows up the is the is the Mossad agent. And it's pretty amazing. It is it is rather amazing. You know, we mentioned on the Israel show this past week, uh, Ellie Cohen, oh. who uh, who has a role today as well in today's celebration because, you know, he was hanged in 1965. Just Ted uh, Zayiniyar, which is uh, two weeks ago, right? Um, and and a lot of the information that he was able to bring to Israel from Syria helped Israel uh, in the Six Day War. It was only two two years before, and he was able to uh, relay a lot. Of, he he made his way into the highest levels of the Syrian army and the Syrian government, and he's the one we know about because he didn't make it. 
But imagine how many more there are that we don't know about only because they didn't get caught and they didn't die and they're living amongst us. It's just amazing. So there you have it. Lots to be proud of when it comes to the state of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. And here we are celebrating Jerusalem Day today. Again, make sure, especially because that that video is about to change on your app in just a minute or so, make sure to install the brand new Nachum Siegel Network app so you can enjoy not only our audio of all our amazing programming and the incredible JMNAM stream, but you'll actually see uh, the photos and videos that we are alluding to uh, all through the morning, including what's coming up a little later on in this show, which is our tradition, which is to uh, include in the 8 o'clock hour uh, the actual, the actual, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, audio footage mm-hmm. of the capture of Harabayit, of the uh, liberation, liberation of, Harabayit. of Harabayit. Thank you. The liberation of Harabayit. That's all coming up right here at JM mm-hmm. in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words on this Yom Yushalayim, L'Zechanishma, Sarav Zebner, Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We pray every day, into Jerusalem, your city, return us in mercy. The Talmud Baba Basra says, Hashem originally intended to give you a shalayim, a fixed size, boundaries. We find a fascinating narrative when Zechariah Novi saw a malach, an angel, with a measuring stick. He said to the malach, Where are you going? The Malach replied, he was going to measure the width and the length of Yerushalayim. The Malachi Asharis cried before Hashem, Rebona Shalolam, Master of the world, you created so many cities in the world that belong to all the nations, yet you didn't assign a fixed measurement for their width or their length. You want to allot a fixed size for Yerushalayim, where your name, your Mikdash, and your tzaddikim, your righteous ones, are in their midst. Immediately, the Navi saw a second angel who told the first, Run and tell this young man the Navi, Prozos Teshev Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim will abide as an open area, Meiroiv Adam Ubehema because of the multitude of men and animal life in their midst. Rashi explains, it will not be limited by walls or boundaries. Yerushalayim will expand as much as necessary to accommodate everyone, men, women, and children. Chazal described the greatness and splendor of Yerushalayim at the time when the Shekhinah dwells in its midst. Yerushalayim will be as big as the entire Eretz Yisrael, and the Beis Hamikdosh will be as large as Yerushalayim. The Marasho explains that that's why the Malachi Ashari said, Yerushalayim, your Mikdash is in it, your name dwells in it, because only in the Beis HaMikdash can one say the Shema Mepharash. And therefore the Novi the Prophet says, Hashem, And I will be for it the word of Hashem, a wall of fire, Chomas Eish, Saviv, that will surround it, Olechavod Eyeh and for glory, I will be in its midst. Yerushalayim will be so large, it will be impossible for a human to build the wall. It can only be surrounded by a wall of fire from Shemayim. In Tehillim, Yerushalayim is called Mesois Kol Haaretz, the joy of all the earth. The Sfasemis notes that from Yerushalayim, Simcha, happiness is infused 
to the entire world. We pray with all of our heart and soul that we soon see the fulfillment of the prophetic words, Prozos Teshev, Yerushalayim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M., thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Chag Sameach to everybody on this Yom Yerushalayim. I'm told that Rabbi Benji Kramer is with us live via telephone on this Yom Yerushalayim. Rabbi Kramer, welcome to J.M. and the A.M. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach, Nachum, how are you? Baruch Hashem, Anishma. Baruch Hashem. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach, Mayor, how are you? <clears throat> I just wanted to share, you know, I was looking up... Uh, in my little Belech app, which now allows you to be Mechapes through Tanakh, different words. <laughs> and uh, over the summer, I always give a Nach Yomi shir in Camp uh, Nesher to, to the adults. And we're learning Yirmiyahu. And in Perik Lamed Gimel Pasuk Yud, there is a Pasuk that everyone knows, but nobody realizes that, that Shomel Kalbach, when he put together the song, Oti Shama Ba'are Yehuda, Yerushalayim, that he was, um, he really left out a lot of the pasuk in order to make the song more happy uh, and more meaningful. Koamar Hashem, it says, let's say Hashem, Odi Shama Bemakom Hazeh, Asher Atem Omrim Charehu, Me'ein Adam, Ume'ein Beima. This is what Odi Shama, soon it'll be heard in this place which is desolate, which is, um, there's no one living there. There's, as we say in the in the Nachim, there are no animals there even. Again it says, and then it says, after that, and it says, you have to thank Hashem on that. It's unbelievable. I mean, you, we all know what Mark Twain said in the 1800s when he visited the area. Desolate, desolate, desolate. And, uh, and, and, and the fact that now we go to Yerushalayim and it's, it's literally the Kenin and the Kenod and the Arim and the Arot, young people and old people throughout the streets of Yerushalayim, it is, without a doubt, the fulfillment of these two kings. And whenever, how many people think about that when they sing Odi Shana at a wedding, what it really means. How many people Yerushalayim. are, how many people are thinking about it today as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim? That's the good, that's another good question. The truth is, Be- Benji, that, that I, I, I thought about it recently. I was at a wedding and they were singing this after the, after the, the, the chuppah, of course. Odi Shama, there will come a day that they will be heard in the, in the streets of Yerushalayim, the, Kol Sason and Kol Simcha, the joy of the Chatan and Kala, and I said, we're lying. Yeah. We're just lying, because it could be heard now. It's not there will come a day that it could be heard. It's happening now. We're living yeah. this nevuah. We, this yeah. script that was written 2000, more than 2000 years ago, we're the, we're the actors that are acting it out. Ah, one day we'll realize it. And it's incumbent on us to follow through what it says at the end of that Pasuk, in Pasuk Yedalah. That we have to say halal on this day. Whatever you think in terms of bracha, not, I don't. I'll get involved in the halachic ramifications. But to say halal, how could you not? How could you not? Thank you so much, Rabbi Kramer. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight is the number. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. If you want to join us on this 
Yom Yerushalayim. I also remind you that now on our app, if you look at the brand new Nachum Siegel Network app, there's another video that automatically is being shown, and it's entering Shar HaRayot. That's right. This is the actual uh, footage of the soldiers, the paratroopers, who are making their way up that little alleyway. You can see there's a bus burning in the background that we'll be referencing later in the in the audio. A Jordanian bus is on fire. It's very hot. It's very hard for them to get through. And they're actually walking through the Shire, running through the Shariot with their weapons and making their way very uh, seconds after that into the Harabaya. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. I'm told we have Tzvika Bornstein with us live via telephone. Tzvika is uh, going to be coordinating what we've been um, getting used to every single year over these last 20 years, and that's the Israel Day concert in Central Park. This coming Sunday, following the parade, it's what's called a concert with a message. And there's no question that one of those messages has always been the unity of Jerusalem and making sure it stays that way. Tzvika Bornstein, Chag Sameach, welcome to JM in the AM. Boker Tov and Chag Sameach. Boker Tov, So I hear it's only going to be a five-hour concert this Sunday. <laughs> Yes, it will be a five-hour concert. Um, it's going to be one of the most exciting years uh, for the Israel Day concert. I'll tell you what's yeah. unbelievable. You know, they, they tell you to put together a spectacular, a big, uh, massive blockbuster. You took them seriously from 2.30 until 7.30. Uh, you enter at, uh, at 72nd Street and 5th Avenue in Central Park. There will be a five-hour free concert. And, again, it's dedicated to all the messages that uh, people like Dr. Frager and Dr. Brody and the founders of the concert have been telling us for years, uh, messages about the unity of Judea and Samaria, message of, uh, messages of uh, a fear of Iran and dealing with them in a, an appropriate fashion, uh, messages uh, regarding Jonathan Pollard and his um, unfair life sentence. Um, and, and, of course, one of those messages is the unity of Jerusalem. I'm sure Jerusalem will be a major theme this coming Sunday. Yeah, you know, the, the message, and, and this, is, this is great that we get to talk about it on uh, Yom Yerushalayim, um, the message of uh, unity of, of Yerushalayim and the Yerushalayim being the united capital of, of the Jewish people. And, and really, to me, the amazing thing is that around the world, um, you know, to us, obviously, Yerushalayim, we think right away, is, is, is the united capital of the Jewish people, the eternal city. But around the world, People don't think like that, uh, you know. And in, in fact, I've, to this day, um, you know, all all the embassies in uh, in in Israel is, are in Tel Aviv. Right. Um, you know, all the embassies in, in in France are in Paris. In Germany, they're in Berlin. But uh, yet, around the world, you know, people do, still don't consider Jerusalem uh, as the capital of of, of the Jewish people. Uh, even here in the United States, you know, when a person is um, born in Jerusalem, his passport says born in Jerusalem. It does not say born in Israel. Right. Um, and that's because Jerusalem is still considered an international city. And, and, and what this concert is about, the, the message behind it, is the fact that Yerushalayim is the eternal capital and has always been the eternal capital of the, of the Jewish people. And, uh, you know, we, we're sending that message uh, very strong. Besides uh, the um, uh, in, incredible uh, dignitaries and uh, public officials that are going to be uh, joining us, uh, like uh, Senator uh, Ted Cruz and uh, Ambassador John Bolton and uh, Deputy De- Defense Minister of uh, Israel, uh, uh, Danny Danone, 
Um, we're also doing it through song, and, and uh, you know, I think uh, it's going to be, uh, like you said, an exciting uh, five-hour, 2.30, 7.30 concert, uh, and we have a great lineup for that as well. I would I would allow you to comment about every one of the artists, but we only have until 9 o'clock this morning. Let me run through the list. You're going to provide musical entertainment on Sunday in addition to the special guest speakers you just mentioned, which will include God Elbaz, Lipa, Edan, Benny Friedman, Ari Lesser, Shlomi Dax, Elron Zabatini, and Shlomi Aharoni, Chaim Kiss, Michael Elias, Nachas, the Broadway Youth Choir, Chazen Meir Goldberg and Yaakov Rostin, the Born Dancers, Chazen Chaim David Burson, Shlomi Dax Orchestra and Singers, Simcha Squad Dancers, and much, much more. My gosh, this is going to be some line. Up, I must say. Yes, yes, it's going to be, and and, and um, you know, we're going to have it's, it's going to be a great show because it's not going to be just some you know singers going one after the other, but rather you know there'll be uh, a whole bunch of different things and surprises and and singers singing together and uh, you know the concept of unity is definitely going to be a you know part of the major theme of this concert and uh we look really you know really going to be great all right the israel concert in the park committee invites everyone 72nd and 5th is where you went to central park it happens starting at 2 30 on sunday all the way until 7 30 entire lineup is free everybody gets to enjoy all that music absolutely free uh danny danone from israel ambassador john bolton senator ted cruz all scheduled to appear it's the 21st consecutive year it's always a fun concert with a great unified feeling. This Sunday, June 1st, starting at 2.30 in the Central Park Summer Stage. Again, the easiest way is 5th Avenue and 72nd Street, or use the entrance at 5th Avenue and 69th Street, and you'll be able to get straight to the concert. Tzvika Bornstein is producing and directing the entire thing. We're looking forward to seeing you on Sunday, Tzvika. Good luck. and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you on stage. I mean, it's going to be great, uh, you know, um, and seeing alongside the... Uh, Incredible. Uh, oh, thank you. Fun. I, appre- I appreciate that. Chag We'll see you on Sunday. Yes, absolutely. JM in the AM as we continue. It's our Yom Yushalayim special. If you have the brand new NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app, uh, for your, uh, Apple device or for your, um, uh, Android, then right now you are looking at a video of the entering of Shar HaRayot, which we'll talk about a little later on in this show. One of the amazing things about our Yom Yushalayim special each year is when we take an actual look back at the uh, audio of uh, that incredible part of the battle for Jerusalem, the part that declares Harabayat Biadenu. Could you tell our audience what we're about to hear from the legendary country singer Johnny Cash. Yeah, believe it or not, this is a, a song we came across a few years ago, and it's Johnny Cash singing about Jerusalem. Here it is. We even give you some Johnny Cash here. On a, <laughs> that's right, we're now a country station. A little Johnny Cash as we celebrate Yom Yushalayim. Chag Sameach from JM in the AM. Oh my Lord, what a morning. Oh my Lord, what a day. The sound of battle's over And the smoke has blown away Come to the wailing wall Come to the wailing wall Thank God you can stand Upon this holy land And touch the hallowed rock that God delivered to our hand. 
come to the wailing wall Shout it cross the mountain Shout it cross the sea We have been delivered Israel is free Come to the wailing wall Come to the wailing wall Thank God you can stand Upon this holy land And touch the hallowed rock That God delivered to our hand Come to the wailing
Shimona with Sisu at Yerushalayim on this Yom Yerushalayim. Nine minutes before 8 o'clock, we're celebrating on this 43rd day in the counting of the Omer, 47 years later after the Six-Day War, Harabayit Biadenu. Or as we say today, Harabayit Biadenu? <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Or as we say today, Harabayit Biadenu. It's up to us. Ooh, very good. I had a feeling you'd one-up me on that one. <laughs> Brand new Nachum Single Network app right now has a unique video on it, and that video is Mayor Weingarten. It is uh, the Israeli soldiers, as they uh, finished liberating Harabayit, climbing up and unfurling the Israeli flag above Har Habayit. It was uh, the first time there was an Israeli flag on Har Habayit in, under Jewish sovereignty since uh, since the times of the Hashmonaim, the wow. Maccabees, wow. and the story of Hanukkah. You're talking over 20, 2,200 years. It didn't last there for long, unfortunately. As we it know. was it was taken down, and and we suffer for that till this very day. But it, it's a moving moment and an emotional moment to see that flag go up. And uh, the person who had the flag in his backpack, his name is Yoram Zamush. And why would a soldier have a flag in his backpack? And the answer is? That as they were preparing to enter Yerushalayim, an elderly woman saw the soldiers and said, you're probably going to get into Yerushalayim's old city. You should have a flag to hoist above wherever you are. Here is a flag. Take it. You can't make this stuff up. Unbelievable. Uh, how do you see this video of that flag being affixed on Harabayat? Very simple. If you have the Nahum Single Network app, it's playing right now on the uh, on the homepage, I guess we'd call it, of the app. It's playing right now over and over and over again. It'll switch in a few minutes from now. And uh, how do you get the Nahum Siegel Network app? Just search Nahum Siegel Network in your app store, uh, Android, iPhone, etc., etc. Mayor Weingarten has a message for us on this Yom Yerushalayim. We'll go to that. Go ahead, Mayor. You know, it's interesting. We, we, I think all the years that we've spoken about Yom Yerushalayim, I don't remember that we've ever really thought about the role that the United States played in this whole situation. Hmm. It was the midst of the Cold War. It was just a few years after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. Lyndon Johnson is president, and Andrei Kosygin is the foreign minister in Russia. Right. The Russians are backing all the Arab countries. They support them. They arm them. And Nebuch Israel is supported by the United States of America. Right. And as the war proceeds and all the Russian allies are being trounced... The hotline between the White House and the Kremlin gets used for the first time in history. This is a story, by the way, told by Marvin Watson. He was the White House chief of staff at that time. And the hotline, we would think today, is like a phone or something. No, no. It was a telex machine. And it took hours, hours for a message to make it across to be decoded and translated. And so the tension was, was fierce because they, they really felt that the Middle East would now become the place where the power play between the United States and Russia would, would happen. And God forbid, World War III would right. break out. And a telex comes through on this hotline to LBJ from Kosygin and it says, stop Israel 
from proceeding because at that point, Egypt was finished, Jordan was finished, but now it was coming to Syria. Right. Or face a grave catastrophe. That was the message. And it was understood in the White House that means a nuclear war. And at the same time, the Russian um, aircraft carriers started making their way toward Israel. And now President Johnson is faced with the dilemma of what to do. And what he decides to do is face down the Russians. And he orders the 6th Fleet to send two aircraft carriers at the tail to go straight up against the Russian fleet and the Russians back down. So I want you to, I want to play, first of all, a very short clip of LBJ. This is a recording of him on a phone call telling Arthur Goldberg, who was the Jewish Supreme Court Justice who then became the United States, the United Nations ambassador. Telling him, and this is what he this is what he says. He says, "I thought that's what changed the thing more than anything else. When I turned those two carriers with a hundred odd planes on them and just shoved them right up there, blank." Right. I thought that's what changed the thing more than anything else. When I turned those two carriers with hundred odd planes on them and just shoved them right up there. That's LBJ. That's LBJ. Now, wait. The story doesn't end there. Marvin Watson then says, the next time LBJ meets Kosygin at one of these summits, Kosygin asks him, I don't understand you. You're supporting 3 million people against 100 million people? This is the voice of the White House Chief of Staff during the Lyndon Johnson administration telling the story. That's when Kosygin and the president met later on. It was the first comment Kosygin made to President Johnson. Why would you try to support three million people against a hundred million? You cannot win. Johnson's response was, the Bible says we will win, that Israel will, will remain. The Bible says... We will win. Israel will remain. The President of the United States says that to the foreign minister of the, of the Russian Empire. And if we don't understand what the great Kiddush Hashem of the state of Israel is, that there is a state of Israel, that they are victorious, and that the President of the United States can say, the Bible says so. That's the Kiddush Hashem that is Israel. Unbelievable. Pays to have a God-fearing man in the White House. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Make sure you have the brand new Nahum Siegel Network app. There are videos and still pictures that are playing on that app constantly this morning in honor of Yom Yerushalayim. Uh, the app is available uh, through Apple and through Google Play for your Android, for your uh, iPhone, wherever the case may be. Just search Nahum Siegel Network and enjoy. Um, 201-209-9368. We welcome your participation in our Yom Yushalayim show. You may also have some insights into this day, some, some just like the brilliant insights of Mayor Weingarten. 
Call us up at 201-209-9368, 201-209-9368, and help us celebrate Jerusalem on this Jerusalem Day 47 years later. We'll have a community calendar coming up there. Thank God a lot of events for Yom Yushalayim coming up in our community. We'll go through some of them in just a few minutes from now. And, of course, the moment, the uh, triumphant climax of the day is going to be the uh, playing of the actuality from 47 years ago today when the Israeli army, the IDF, uh, went ahead and liberated the city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. That's all coming up if you keep it here on a Yom Yerushalayim morning at JM in the AM. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight to join us on this Yom Yerushalayim two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. Hi, you're on the air. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. It's Yale Butler. Hi, how are you? Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach, Mayor. Chag Sameach, Nachum. Chag Sameach. I just wanted to, uh, after forty-seven years, 
uh, give you a little bit more uh, uh, color or background uh, on uh, the whole subject of uh, the parade, the concert, and uh, yeah, well, this do it, do, do it in 20 seconds. Go ahead. Okay, here goes. Um, when uh, Nasser when Nasser told the Russians that the Americans they saw American planes over Egypt, um, and the Russians scrambled. Uh, President Johnson had already taken action. What he did was uh, Nasser had fought a war in Yemen and killed 25,000 people with gas. And the concern was that, the, that they were going to kill, uh, um, attack Israel with gas. So Johnson uh, agreed to send a quarter of a million gas masks to Israel. The problem was no planes were flying, and it had to be a secret operation. So they recruited um, Benayah Kiva boys from YU, and we went to the airport, to Kennedy Airport. The Shomrim Society supervised it. They also sent a, an AWACS plane, which was in the hangar there, and it was being painted over so that Israel could have control over the skies. This was during the lead-up to the Six-Day War. And um, YU boys continually went. There were rumors in YU that we were training on the beach, but we couldn't say what it was. We, uh, trucks came from Picatinny Arsenal and they were full of um, three basic commodities. One was a quarter of a million gas masks. The other was a quarter of a million M16 rifles, because Israel had no gun to match the, the Klochnikov. All it had was the Uzi and the FN. And third were medical supplies. And we loaded them onto flying Tiger planes, which flew to Europe. El Al was still flying to Europe, and they would offload them onto the El Al planes and send them to Israel. That was in advance of this. This is a lead-up to the to the um, um, to the war. In addition, at the time, the UN was was back and forth. I even made his famous speeches. The Arabs were responding. The the, the Russians. Everybody was obfuscating. And uh, the question was, how do we make a big demonstration now that all the eyes of the world are on the UN? How do we do something really big? Dr. Herman Axelrod who was a professor at YU and also had been the, the um, principal of uh, Manhattan Day School, had started a small march, a uh, parade, be, uh, with the various schools in Manhattan, Ramaz, and um, he had a parade permit uh, every year. He, at the end of the, the parade, he took out the, the, the permit for the following year to be sure that he had the space. So he came to the American Zionist Youth Foundation at the time. Vincent Friedenberg, who uh, uh, was in uh, YU's uh, uh, registrar's office and subsequently today's in Turo registrar's office, uh, headed the effort, and we turned this march into a parade. <laughs> now, one other thing happened, which was a big surprise. We had, uh, we, uh, Shiloh was after Moshe Feinstein, are we allowed to... to, to uh, uh, except the offer of the Catholics. The Catholics had offered us bands because they heard we had a parade. We didn't understand why. The reason was because they got they get credit toward uh, trophies at the end of the year. And so Ramosha said absolutely because it will be perceived by the world as support of Israel. So we so the we had Catholic bands, we had marchers, 
And that year, there were about 20,000 marchers. We signed up schools. The rule was no signs um, that were negative, only things talking about positive, how great Israel was and how wonderful it is, quotes from the, from the Bible, whatever it took. No sticks, because the police were afraid that that might turn into uh, 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 some sort of a demonstration that was uh, physical, some sort of a riot. So there were no sticks allowed to be attached, only placards. And at the same time that this was going on, um, this, this parade turned in with 200,000 marchers. It was one of the largest parades ever in the history of New York. That's how it started. It actually had been going on for three years prior to uh, the Six-Day War, only because Dr. Axelrod wanted to show support and wanted to teach this, the students that uh, support of Israel was important. Unbelievable. Starts with wow. a little bit of effort, and look what it's become today. Thank you yeah. so much, Rabbi Yale Butler. Uh, insights into what happened back in the mid-60s, and of course, once the 67 war uh, went ahead and took place, the um, the pride, the enthusiasm, the, uh, the Jewish pride that was exhibited right. uh, continued to be... Uh, uh, on the upswing, and I hope that that uh, continues today. Um, I, and, you know, he mentions the, the Catholics marching in the parade and that they ask Moshe Feinstein, and this coming on the, uh, just after the visit of the Pope uh, in Israel. And um, I really f- thought, his, from a historic perspective, how amazing it is that, you know, for some 1,800 years, we were, we were basically killed and tortured by the Catholic Church. And uh, today the Catholic Church recognizes something that goes against their entire credo, that there is a sovereign Jewish state in the land of Israel, that the people of Israel are not accursed people, are not, you know, um, a banished people, but rather are a proud people that when he goes to pray at the Christian holy sites, he's protected by the Jewish army and the Jewish police. Right. Uh, It is unbelievable. Um didn't like everything that happened on his trip to no, Israel. No, I don't like everything that happens on, on, on anything. Right, that's true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, but you're right. Historically, it is uh, an unbelievably significant event, and it occurred this week. J.M. and the A.M., Yom Yerushalayim, 5774. You have a song for us, Mr. Weingarten. Yes, this is the official song of the um, Yom Yerushalayim, uh, national Yom Yerushalayim celebration that takes place at... Um, it was written by Avadi Hamama, especially for the event, and is sung by God Elbaz, called Yerushalayim HaShalom Vahayofi, and it begins by quoting the Chazal, the Gemara in Kedushin. Ten measures of beauty were given to this world. Nine of them were taken by Yerushalayim, um, which means, Asaraka bin Shalyofi, Ardullah alone, ten measures of beauty were given to the world, the whole world has to really just live with one while Yushalayim gets nine. Unbelievable. It's very, very beautiful, and the words are gorgeous. Avadi Hamama, Gad El Baz, Yushalayim HaShalom, V'Hayofi. Here it is, brand new. Asara kabin shayofi Yodu laolam Rakechad Yecholah olam kulo Yerushalayim 
Elbaz, who's on that selection, is going to be in Central Park at the concert in the park this Sunday. One of about a million stars that will be stopping by between 2.30 and 7.30 at 72nd Street and 5th Avenue. Wednesday morning, J.M. and the M. I want to remind everybody that we will be at RTMA. We are going to be at the um, RTMA school in, West, in, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Thank you. In Elizabeth, New Jersey, 330 Almora Avenue this coming Monday for a pre-Shvua celebration in advance of their big dinner coming up in the middle of June. RTMA program coming up between 6 and 9 this coming Monday at JMDA. Make sure to stop by at 330 Almora Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. 
Great programming all day long on our stream. Make sure to be tuned in for our 9 at 9 coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Phone number here to celebrate with us, Yom Yerushalayim, and to add whatever you wish to add to our program this morning is 201-209-9368, 201-209-9368. I hope you have the brand-new Nahum Siegel Network app, which you can get uh, through the... Uh, through Apple, and you can get through your uh, Google stuff and Android and all that. <laughs> it's, a, all it's, it's all those methods. All those Just search Nachum Siegel Network in your app store and put the new app in because if you have it or if you have the update, you are watching right now beautiful photos of Rikudad de Galim, the uh, Jerusalem Day um, uh, parade of flags. And that is about to switch to uh, another wonderful offering as well, which we're going to get to in just a moment here at JM and the AM. Let's do some of our community calendar on this Yom Yerushalayim. A reminder, the annual supperette for the Brooklyn Region Chapters of Amuna uh, happens uh, tonight at the Kingsway Jewish Center, starting at 7 p.m., cocktails at 6, dinner at 7 at the Kingsway Jewish Center, a Yom Yerushalayim celebration. Make sure to head on over and enjoy. want to wish a mazel tov to Mr. and Mrs. Shlaimi Dax. They're the guests of honor tonight. At the America's Torah dinner that's happening at the Palace in Brooklyn, New York. Mazal tov to the Dax family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Again, our phone number here to participate in Yom Yerushalayim is 201-209-9368. 201-209-9368. want to call your attention to the OU.org. They have, they, they asked a bunch of people to write a little piece about only in Jerusalem. It's OU.org slash holidays. Slash Yom Yerushalayim. You'll find it there under holidays in Yom Yerushalayim. And I was asked to do one of these only in Jerusalem stories. Did you see it? Yes, I did read it. It was very interesting <laughs> what you chose. Yes. <laughs> My only in Jerusalem tale went back to the blizzard in December when people who wanted to rid Jerusalem of snow decided to water the snow, which was quite a move. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me let me tell you the effectiveness of watering the snow. Anyway, uh, 201-209-9368. You're on the air. Chag Sameach. Hi, um, it's um, Devar Leitner. Good morning. Morning. Um, Nachum, you had once, um, it was like a contest with um, all the songs. Yeah, we did top Yerushalayim. Your, correct, we did top Yerushalayim songs long ago, that's right. You do it again. That is a great idea, a countdown of the top Yerushalayim songs. And what was interesting about that countdown, I just this just came up recently because, I don't remember if it was Mark Zamek or Yigal, somebody and I, we were discussing it. And oh, I think it was Morty Freed, and he he said that he had found a list. Or, or no, 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 out of memory, he said that he um, he he asked me a trivia question: what number one was in that countdown? And I said it was Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, because I remember right. lobbying for it for months. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I made sure it would be number one. That's right. Okay, I think it was number one. And I think it was number one. And then we had a nice uh, discussion back and forth. Some people thought it was not, whatever. But then Mark, of course, found the original countdown list. And, and it was. And it was, I believe it was. And for many years, Yerushalayim Shazav is the number one song in general in Israel. That's right. Although it's waning, but, you know, as time goes by. But, right. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't know if you heard my conversation with the folks from Corin this week. Not yet. We did a history. But of I do usually listen to it, and I you. love it. We, I love it. We did a history of the Koran Tanakh. This Eliyahu Koran was <laughs> a spectacular figure, and I knew nothing about him until this conversation. A spectacular figure. Did you know that he is responsible for this? He is the designer oh, yeah, yeah. of the emblem of Jerusalem. I did he is the that. designer of the emblem of Jerusalem. They opened it up to all graphic artists of the day. 
And this emblem, this symbol with the Kotel, the wall in the back, and it's obvious it's the Kotel if you look closely, and the upright lion, the lion standing proudly. Mm-hmm. It was his. The were, lion of, Ju- of Judah. Of Judea, right. right. These were his ideas incorporated that's, into the symbol of that's Jerusalem. very cool. Very interesting conversation. Anybody who missed it, by the way, use the new app. You can get it on the right. new app. I listen to it all the time. I don't. I, I, I don't get a chance to listen that. to it live, but I listen to the archives of it. I listened to the recent Barrel Wine one was fantastic. Thank you. Every Dagesh, every Dagesh mm-hmm. that's in any any dot that's in any letter of the Hebrew alphabet mm-hmm. in the current Tanakh is different. Right. A Dagesh in the Yud, he, even he, though I can't see it. He created the typeface. Right. Correct. The people don't realize that he actually designed the typeface that is used in in the current Tanakh and current Sidurim. So when you look at the Shin and the Yud in this word, right, it looks like it looks like it's different. the same Dagesh. Really? Wow. And and I cannot tell the difference. Right. But there is a difference. Wow. In the, I mean, it just uh, the, the whole thing is unbelievable. That's I mean, amazing. It, just incredible. And, and and we thought it was very appropriate. Yom Yerushalayim. You know, the uh, it was created and printed in Jerusalem. Right. And the first. Uh, I think it was the first Tanakh correct. printed in Yerushalayim since you know Yerushalayim became came under Jewish sovereignty. Correct. Uh, by the way, brand new slideshow going on right now on the app, uh, the NSN, brand new Nachum Siegel Network app. Check it out. Hi, you're live on the air. Chag Sameach. Yeah, um, another question I had yeah. before was, what was, according to that song, you said there were nine, be- uh, ten beauties, Yerushalayim got nine, and the world got one. What was the one? Well, one-tenth of it. They got one-tenth right. of beauty in this world. Yerushalayim got nine-tenths of beauty. You're live on the air, Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach Nachum. How are you, sir? Very well, thank you. Mayor. Hi, Chag Dave. Listen, you know, I, I have, a, I have a, a quick story I'd like to share with both of you. You know, Mayor, you've always said that if we're patient and if we tell the truth, you know, that eventually, you know, people will come around. I had an opportunity last week. I went to a function, and I met someone who's Jewish but uh, happened to be a supporter of J Street. I spent t- about 10, 15 minutes talking with him, and would you believe that by the end of the conversation, he didn't become a, a Zionist just yet, but he was starting to turn around. Wow, good for you. That is amazing. Good for you. I'm only laughing, Dave, because it's funny who we have to turn to sometimes to to try to, to try to give a sensible point of view to somebody. Yeah. Don't want to put down and those. By the way, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Now I want to mention the pictures that are on ah. the app now specifically. These are pictures of Yerushalayim from before 1967. If you have the Nachum Single Network app right now, you're looking at pictures that are floating around the homepage of your app uh, from pre-1967. And what, right. What you see, for example, is Mamila Street, the famous Mamila Mall that we all yes. go with a big cement wall across. The uh, going across it right. because that was the beginning of no man's was life. that good breakfast cafe there at the time or not uh, it's on the <laughs> side there I think. you see a map of they make a mean shashushka <laughs> what's it called shashuka shashushka 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 never mind I can't do it I don't know That's why a dug- I do it. give me one more time shashuka shashuka a go. mean shashuka also has a picture of what the kota looked like before 1967 wow. a tiny little Street, a very tiny little area, and a map of the partitioned Yerushalayim where where the border was. People don't realize when when you're at the uh, let's say at the King David Hotel or the right. David Citadel, you're on the border, Correct. literally on the border of what was no man's land in Yerushalayim. And right. the other side were Jordan. There were snipers standing on the wall. Two zero one two zero nine nine three six eight. You're on the air. Hi, Chag Sameach. 
Well, sorry about that. Hi, you're on the air. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. My name is Rita Rivka Louie. I have the great joy of being a Mora, a kindergarten Mora at SAR. I remember the Six Day War. I was in high school in South Africa, and we listened wow. blow by blow to the transistor. People lifted jobs and went to volunteer to fill sandbags. We gave all our money to Israel. It was a great mess that happened. And today, <coughs> we learn that that happened because of the great achdus that all the Jews around the world showed for Israel, for Yerushalayim, for Am Yisrael. So that's one of our great missions today, to recognize that it came from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to keep that achdus blazing in our hearts because that's the only clue to to coming up through this uh, together, alive, well, and forever. Tadarabach, Chag Sameach, beautiful. 201-209-9368 is our telephone number. Tonight, the annual Yom Yerushalayim program at the Bialystoker Synagogue on the Lower East Side features Rabbi Mordechai Becher speaking on the topic of love story, the Jews and Jerusalem. Starts with Mincha at 805 Tonight, there's a lot going on in our community for Yom Yerushalayim. Take advantage, everybody. Don't forget that Ken Abramowitz speaks tonight on how to save Western civilization from itself. Who are our enemies and what should we do? The Jewish Press Forum tonight, 8 p.m. at the Talmud Torah of Flatbush on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. There's a lot going on for Yom Yerushalayim. Make sure to take advantage of all the different programs. Mayor Fertig informs me that the OU story that I just referenced is on the homepage right now at OU.org. Mayor? Was it that good a tale that it makes the homepage? What do you think? Well, um, <laughs> I think it'll be a lesson for future generations how to clear out snow in Yerushalayim. So, there you uh, go. <laughs> Lidorot. Important enough. Lidorot. What did you say? Important enough. More coming up. JM in the AM, what do you have for us? Are we going to our... Uh, what are we doing? Are we going to the actualities? Are we... Uh, well, it's up to you. When do you want to start? You tell you me. you start that, we could... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing the CD for you. Okay. We're actually going to hear the... You want to go to music? I don't know. We're going to hear the actual moments when the Temple Mount and the Holy City of Jerusalem was liberated. Mm-hmm. Going back years and years, 47 to be exact. That is coming up right here at JM in the AM. Make sure you have the Nachum Siegel Network app, everybody. The Nachum Siegel Network app is brand new, and it features right now... Some of the uh, photos from pre-1967 Jerusalem. Check it out on the home portion of our brand new NSN app. This is JM in the AM.
I want to thank the Gellis family in Teaneck, New Jersey. They just made a donation to JM in the AM in honor of Yom Yerushalayim. Eziofi. Eziofi is right. Thank you so much. Thank you. He said that um, he remembers the day clearly from uh, from 1967 uh-huh. and uh, appreciates what we're doing here at JM in the AM. 201-209-9368. You're on the air. Good morning. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to say something. Sure, go right ahead. You're on. Um. I I have an Italian customer that I was by him. He asked me, and with with all honesty, he asked me why why don't you give back the the for the Palestinians the the pot the whatever you call it and and make peace. So he had a big a big map from the wall. So I asked him, Do you know where Israel is? He says no. <laughs> so I, I showed him this little dot, you know, and I asked him, tell me, is there anything left to give back from that? And the rest is history. <laughs> Phenomenal. Very Great good. message on this day. Great message on this the day. One, the one point I want to add. Yeah is uh, people use the phrase give back, right. and I think it's very important. Words are important. We should never say give back because you can't give back something that the other person didn't have. It's give away. And those are the words we should use. Correct, because it is giving away. Uh, if you go to the Nahum Single Network app right now, scenes from that day 47 years ago are flying through on the slideshow on the uh, uh, front of our NSN brand-new app. Check it out, everybody. If you don't have the app, make sure on this day one of the brand new app to install it or to update it in your phone. By the way, special Yom Yushalayim event tonight at Keter Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey. At 8 p.m., the screening of the Menachem Begin documentary, I Am a Simple Jew, with introductory remarks by Rabbi Neil Winkler. At 8.30, a lecture by Dr. Mayer Soloveitchik on what Menachem Begin taught me about Zionism. 
with introductory remarks by Phil Rosen. That's all happening courtesy of the Yeshiva University and the RCBC in Bergen County at Keter Torah and Tinek tonight beginning at 8 p.m. Sounds like a nice program. Yeah, and and great that there are Yerushalayim yeah. programs out there. Wonderful. All right, Mayor Wine. Oh, and one other thing before we go to the Kolot, before we go to the actualities of what happened 47 years ago today, I want to acknowledge an email that was sent to me by Mr. Ezra Freed. He says that uh, the 28th of ER is significant in his family. Uh, it's his grandmother's yard site who was murdered at the hands of the Nazis on the 28th of ER. Seventy years later, 70 years later, um, his, uh, after spending 47 years of his life admiring and being fascinated by the photo of the three Chayalim at the Western Wall on this day, 47 years later, his son is in the Israel Defense Forces. Wow. That is beautiful. That photo is up. Um, and that photo is up there. Do you, is there any better way to say it? One family among the Jewish people tells the entire story of the history of our people, especially in the last 70 years. I have a very good friend, parents, Holocaust survivors, and um, he was um, about to join the Army, has the program, tanks, and he uh, asked his mother, are you worried that I should join a fighting unit? Because of what, if there, what you've gone through, that God forbid, right. I, I, I might get killed. And she said, no. This is the biggest nikama. This is the biggest uh, revenge. revenge that I have against the Germans, against the Nazis. And my son is going to be fighting in a Jewish army. My son, the next generation. We are thinking of you, soldiers of the Israel Defense Forces, on this Yom Yerushalayim. Mayor Weingarten, take us back to some of the activities of the IDF 47 years ago today. So, the commander of the paratroop forces that have been designated to enter the old city of Yerushalayim and liberate it, the commander is someone by the name of Motagur. And he is standing, sitting actually, and there's a picture of this uh, on the app, picture of him, this little red arrow pointing out to him. Uh, he is sitting on an area right near where Beit Arot is today. Um, they call it the Mir Peset. Right. It's an area that you have a full view. A terrace. A terrace. But it's, it's, right. uh, it's just an open area mm-hmm. where you have a full view of what is going on in, in, in the, uh, the valley between Haratzofim, Harazetim, and Mount Moriah and Harabayit, and, and you can see the whole Harabayit. And, he stands, and remember, a view that most tourists are not used to. This is from the northeastern part of Jerusalem. We're not used to seeing Jerusalem from that area. Um, He's looking well, from the northeast. It's very similar to the view that you would see on uh, if you go to Harazetim. Yeah, correct, but it's more north than that, right? It's a little more north than that. Right. Correct, correct. In fact, the, the How pe- many people in this audience do you think have been on Harazetim? <laughs> I hope many. I don't think so, but I could no. be wrong. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and so he is—he is there with his with his uh, commanders, and he is the first sounds that we'll hear now is his call to the forces that are about to liberate Yushalayim, and he's addressing the soldiers, and he tells them that they are about to become a part of Jewish history, that the old city of Yushalayim that has been the dream of generations, you will be the first to enter it. We are the 
Lanua, Lanua, Likrat Hashar, move forward toward the gate, meaning the lion's gate, enter the gate. Go ahead, I'm sorry. And the, this next clip now is Yossi Gonen, the, the reporter of Galit Sahal, who is embedded with the troops. And he's recording everything. Everything as his, his, his recorder is just moving. The troops are still outside the old city wall. They're making their way um, up the uh, up up the road. And you hear their footsteps. You hear their running towards uh, Shar Hara. You, you can hear the gunfire. This is this is literally in the middle of war. The Jordanians are still shooting. They're shooting uh, rockets and they're firing at Israeli soldiers. And you hear the Israeli soldiers as they are making their way towards Shar Harayot. <laughs> they're still shooting at us, he says. He sees Harazetim on his left, he says. They're, they're crouched down because they're still being shot at and they're making their way toward the, uh, the Shar Hariot. This is the first time. The first time in the history of Yushalayim, Yushalayim was captured many, many times by many, many nations throughout history. But it's the first time that it's captured from the east rather than from the north and for geographical reasons, strategical reasons. Um, and so they're making their way into Shar Hariot, which it so happens is the closest to Har Habayit, which is amazing. I don't think that they had planned it out that way, but it worked out that way. <laughs> That as they walk into Shar Hariot, you literally, a few meters in, you make a left and you're on Har Habayat. So, um, the next clip, the Israeli soldiers now are entering Shar Hariot, the Lion's Gate. If you saw the footage earlier, you'll see there's a bus, a Jordanian bus that's burning and making it very difficult for them to move forward because the heat is there. There are also tanks. There's a picture now running of, uh, of the tanks making their way into Shar Hariot and the soldiers making their way in. One of the tanks gets stuck in the Shar and some of the soldiers' footage, we don't have it here, of the soldiers literally crawling under the tanks to, to, to get in. And you, you hear the fire, you hear the, you hear the firing, uh, but you also hear this huge boom, which is a, uh, 
a tank knocking down the gate, literally knocking down the doors of Shar Harayot and the first Jews liberating Yerushalayim entering the old city. He talks about the heat of that burning bus and how you hear the shooting, the constantly. I mean, you're, you're in the battle. You're literally with them in the battle. And with Shlomo Goren Zatzal, the chief rabbi of Tzahal at the time, he knew that this was happening and he had to be a part of it. And he had a Sefer Torah with him. And as we know, the Shofar we spoke about earlier. And he's joining those soldiers that are at the head, at the front of, of all this uh, activity. And he's doing what the Torah says the Kohen Meshuach Milchama does. He's rallying the troops. He's screaming out to them, Kumu Hashem, Kuma Hashem, V'yafutsu Aivecha, V'yanusu Misanecha Mipanecha. Rise up, God, and, and disperse all your enemies, and may they run away from, from before you. And he says to them, scream Amen, and they all scream out, Amen, Amen, Amen. <laughs> And now, and now Motagur, who is watching all this and sees the Israeli soldiers entering Harabait, he says these immortal words, which were said, Harabait biadenu, which were said then, and the only time before that that it could have been said was when the Hashmonaim, the Maccabees, came to the Beit HaMikdash and purified it. That was the last time in Jewish history that Har Habayit was under Jewish sovereignty. Even during the times later of the second Beit HaMikdash, it was under Roman occupation. So from the times of the Maccabees until that very moment, that statement could never be made. Har Habayit Biadeinu. You hear the headquarters saying, Kolakavod, Kolakavod, and then they say, tell the troops to stop 
stop shooting. And uh, on the app, you can see one of the pictures is an Israeli armored vehicle actually making its way through Har Habayit as they are liberating it. And and so they make their way onto Har Habayit. They raise the flag on Har Habayit. And in their psyche, everybody wants to find the Kotel because that was the place that throughout the generations Jews prayed because we never had Harabayit before. And so I guess, you know, it's it, it, it's a conditioned memory. We want to go back. And so they go and look for the Kotel. They don't know where it is, and an old Arab shows them. And they go down to the Kotel, and that's where Rav Goren and the troops daven and have a ceremony where Rav Goren makes the Sheikh Yanu and the bracha baruch menachem tzionu v'nei Yerushalayim, and um, then they sing the Hatikva. The uh, picture that you're uh, that now people could see on our app of the Kotel is from when? It's from shortly, I believe it's from shortly after the liberation. Uh, like or, weeks? Like a few weeks after? No, 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 no. Because days? The, it, I think it's the same day. Oh, probably. wow. Because probably that night or the next day, the uh, all th- that whole area was torn down and, and the plaza was created. So uh, it would be from earlier that day. Unbelievable. And uh, included in this uh, mix of pictures that you're watching, if you have the brand-new NSN app, uh, it's flying by on the homepage of the app. Uh, Rav Cook and the Nazar of Yerushalayim, as you mentioned earlier, they're right. together with Rav Gorin. Right. The unfurling and of the flag on Har Habayit. Right. There's a picture of Rav Gorin walking on Har Habayit, right. uh, blowing with the soldiers. shofar, and to his left, is Menachem HaKohen, who, right. who uh, Yigal interviewed yesterday. And in the picture of him standing in front of the coattail blowing the shofar, also to his left is Menachem HaKohen. Unbelievable. And all by right. the way, the, the soldiers, un- uh, except for Avgaran, all the soldiers are still wearing their helmets and so forth because the yeah. war was still... We don't realize this. You know, we think Avgaran is, is, you know, singing. He's and in a war zone. Water. 
And this is literally war zone. People, yeah. there's still, uh, you know, snipers and sharpshooters. There are people fighting. We have one more track left, correct? Yes, we have one more track left in a very emotional moment, obviously, when Rav Goren Zetzal makes the Kelmal Rachamim, uh, prayer in memory of the soldiers that fell in that battle, the, the, the friends of these soldiers that are now at the Kotel, who, who weren't Zoha to see this moment. You can hear in the background the, the, the soldiers crying, you know, as they remember their comrades. And then, of course, we have Goren blowing the shofar and declaring Lashana Hazot Biyushalayim. Yom Yerushalayim, 47 years later. Should add Yerushalayim Hashlema. Gets you every time. Yep. And when we have things, we take them for granted. That is human nature. What we have today is unimaginable in Jewish history. It really is unimaginable. And by the way, a note to the teachers out there in our audience. So often they're giving assignments to the young people, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade and older, of biographies. And I and I appreciate you know the Albert Einsteins and the Roberto Clemente's and the uh, uh, you know and even the uh, you know David Ben Gurion's I appreciate all that. Try to encourage one or two of the kids in the class to do Rav Gorin to research and see what kind of amazing man this was and what kind of religious and Zionist leader he was for our people. A unique figure. You've enjoyed works about his life immensely. Yeah, there, and there are not that many, and, and the ones that there are, there's one in English and one in Hebrew. The, the Hebrew one is amazing. 
And it tells about his younger years. He was an Elui. The man was an e- absolute Elui. You know, he learned all of Bavli like seven times in a year and learned Yerushalmi. He, 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 was, he was a Gon. He was a real Gon. Torah giant. A Torah giant. And he established everything. He established a Jewish army. He speaks in, his, in, in, the, in this book. He speaks about um, how when, when a Rav comes to, to decide any halachic question, so he has thousands of years of Jewish history where he can go back and precedent and look up what the Shach says, what the Taz says, what the Shachar says, and make a decision based on that. He says, now I was given a job, and he was given this job, by the way, by David Ben-Gurion, to establish a Jewish army. And I have no precedent because there hasn't been a Jewish army in 2,000-something years. This is the last time there was any fighting force with the Maccabees, and we don't really have very, very many records from their period of time, about how they dealt with halacha questions of Shabbos, how they dealt with issues of kashrut, food, how they dealt with it. Are you allowed to fast? If you are fighting, are you allowed to fast on Yom Kippur if it will if it'll weaken you and, and, God forbid, create a situation where somebody else might be killed? Erevin in army bases, uh, questions of burial, what you do when... when, uh, when how to uh, deal with the enemy who's captured. How to deal with enemies. is a million such questions. And he, had no, and he had to do it all from scratch. And you can imagine how amazing a person he was to be able to establish. So whatever we have today, there is, you know, whatever people want to say about the army, there is only one army in the world that is kosher and is Shomer Shabbos in its way. And, and, and keeps the rules. There's an Arab, there's a shul in every major army base. And, uh, you know, before Pesach, there are thousands and thousands of soldiers who go and kosher every kitchen in every army base. It's amazing. We forget, uh, we, we forget, forget what right. we have. We forget his right. So all this really was Rav Gorin who started all this. And it is, he was a very, very special personality. Unbelievable. J.M. and the A.M. Wishing everybody a Chag Sameach on this Yom Yerushalayim. Thank you.
J.M. and the A.M. Yushalayim Shal Zahav wraps it up for us. Achenu Bisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. It's J.M. and the A.M. dot O-R-G. Mayor Weingarten, great start to your Yom Yushalayim celebration. Now you can go and uh, have all the rest of your day. To celebrate. Thank you. I'm going to be dancing down uh, Montgomery with a flag. That's your flag? That's my Rikud Galim. I like that. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be joined by thousands. Oh, there, there are tens if of not. thousands waiting for me right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. You should hear the reaction out there. People are so happy that we presented this show Thank and you. relived what happened 47 years ago Thank today. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to join you. An absolute pleasure. Thank you for being here and adding so much. Uh, check out the archives, folks. If you missed today's show, you got to check out the archives. Check out the brand-new NSN app and all the different things that are available there, and we'll talk more about it as the week goes on. Uh, don't forget, big uh, parade show coming up on Sunday on our stream. We'll talk more about that tomorrow right here at JM and the AM. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Chag Sameach. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.